Christian Church, Green Bay, Appleton, Stevens Point, those that are joining us online, if we could all stand up together. Let's say this, this is who we are, this is what we believe here at Celebration Church. Wherever we're at, let's all join together and say it. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning uh, and welcome. If we haven't had the chance to meet, my name's Bob, one of the pastors at Celebration Church. It's good to have everybody with us at all of our locations. Uh, this morning, Pastor Mark, he is in Massachusetts preaching. We're going to join him in a moment, uh, but today is apparently Hawaiian shirt day. You like the shirt? Pastor Mark's going to be wearing one as well. We're joining up with him. Let's uh, give him a big hand as we join up with Pastor Mark this morning. Dishonor is everywhere. to give a shout out to our uh, church in Green Bay, Wisconsin, our church, uh, Celebration Church, by uh, the miracle of video. We are simulcasting this service here to our services on our campuses back in Green Bay. Green Bay, Stevens Point, and Appleton. So good morning to all you guys, and, uh, uh, and glad to be here. I am in Attleboro, Massachusetts which uh, you'll recognize is about 15 minutes from Foxborough, the uh, home of the New England Patriots. Yeah. Kind of a team like the Packers, but different. That's, that's, that's a... <laughs> anyway, so I'm here in a Massachusetts, not too far from Boston. How do you guys say it? Boston, Boston, Boston. Boston? I can't say it. Uh, anyway, uh, here with uh, Pastor Tim Hatch, we are playing a puppet swap. I'm here with him this Sunday weekend, and then next weekend, he's going to be at our church in the Celebration Church in Wisconsin. And uh, assuming summer hasn't passed us by then, uh, we plan to go boating and, and hanging out. So. We'll see. 
pray. <laughs> Our winter summer is about as long as yours, 48 hours. So, uh, so anyway, Pastor Tim has uh, been doing a series called Honor in the House. And he said, listen, I'm doing this series. I want you to wrap it up and talk about honor in marriage. Now, a very diligent person would have gone back and listened to all of his message so he could tie it all in. I don't work that hard. So anyway, I, just, I, I don't know what he said, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up anyway. Uh, talking about honor in marriage. <laughs> Hopefully I don't contradict anything he said. Anyway, here we go. Uh, so we're talking about honor now. To understand what honor means, we have to understand just what the word means. And here's the problem today. Most English-speaking people today don't understand English. It's true. It's hard to believe, but it's very, very true. People don't understand the English language anymore. So when you say things like honor and respect, people always say, well, what does that mean? What is that? Because we don't know anymore. Uh, the typical working vocabulary for an English-speaking person today is about 3,000 words. To put it in context, back in Shakespeare's day, it was 50,000 words. That was the typical English-speaking person. All you have to do is pick up some uh, book or something that was written in the 1800s and stuff, and you'll see they use tons of words, most of which we have no idea what they are, uh, to make points. And it's difficult to read because our language now is very, very dumbed down, sadly. And uh, it's the way that you interpret what we say is the way you say it, the inflections. So it gets a little bit harder even uh, to, to write. Uh, for example, when Shakespeare wrote in, uh, in his play Hamlet, Hamlet gets all depressed and, and uh, his life really stinks. So he, he starts wondering, you know, is it worth it anymore? So this is what Hamlet says. He says, to be or not to be? That is the question. Whether it is more noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them. To die, to sleep, alas, no more. And to sleep we mean we end the thousand natural shocks and heartaches that flesh is heir to. To die, to sleep, perchance to dream, ah, oh, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death what dreams may come after we have shuttled off this mortal coil must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of such long life. Now, most of you have no idea what I just said. All right? Because if we're despondent, if you were, Shakespeare were writing today, Hamlet would just come out and say, I, I feel like crap. You know, that's, that's the way we talk today. So we, do, we don't speak English anymore. We speak a dumbed-down version of it. Uh, so we have to try and explain what these words mean. So uh, to understand the word honor, we, we go to this thing that very few people use anymore. It's called a dictionary <clears throat> to just explain in English what it should mean to English-speaking people. The word honor means to regard with great respect. The problem, of course, here is what, what does respect mean, right? I get this a lot from women. The Bible says respect your husband. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Tell me what it means. All right. Well, respect also by Webster, is the act of giving particular attention, consideration, or deference to. Now, I'm going to rattle out some verses here. They won't pop up on the screen. We'll get to where we'll pop some up on the screen, but I'm just reading these very quickly. Uh, Paul, in his letter to Timothy, says, an elder must manage his own family well and do so in a manner worthy of full respect. 
Uh, he goes on to say, in the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect. He goes on to say, in the same way, women are to be worthy of respect. Uh, he goes on to say, all those who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect. So, well, Pastor, that doesn't really apply today because we don't have slavery. Yeah, we kind of do. It's a little different. It's called a job. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's, it's our version of modern. Now, it's better than original slavery. But you have to understand, in biblical times, and really throughout all the world, there were rich people who didn't have to do anything, and slaves. And today, you have people who are very wealthy who don't have to do anything, and the rest of us slobs who have to work. All right? It's our version of slavery. So uh, what it is, is someone's telling you to do something you don't necessarily really want to do. It's called a job. And you might think the guy who's telling you to do it is a complete moron. Like, at your job. Okay? Right? We don't always agree with these people, right? They think, oh, good grief, I could do this so much quicker, but no, we got to do it the way they want to do it because he's the boss. All right? And the Bible says we're supposed to give these people respect. Uh, Peter kind of wraps it up very simply. He says, show proper respect to everyone. So the question is, what is the proper respect? And I'm sure this is what Pastor Tim has been talking about, what the proper respect is and, and how to show it to different people. So respect, again, an act of giving particular attention, consideration, or deference to someone. Now notice in the definition, it says it's an act. It's not a feel. Everybody say act. It's something you do, you don't feel. Uh, along with our dumbing down of the English language, we've also dumbed things down to where it's not even so much what you do or think anymore. What's the most important is how you feel. And feelings are protected today. You can't hurt anybody's feelings. Heaven forbid that someone would say something you don't like. You know, and then you turn into one of these snowflakes on the college campuses, melting, you know, ah, somebody said I was a poopy head. And they can't handle it. All right. Now, I don't know what they're going to do when they start working for their masters and their job. They're going to come apart. All right. But they, you can't hurt anybody's feelings today. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. Now, stop and think about it. Because we, we have murder. You're not supposed to kill people. I'm up for that. But if you murder somebody in a particularly nasty way, it's a hate crime. Well, I, I thought killing someone would be a hate crime, right? <laughs> but that's not enough, because now it's if you kill them with a certain attitude. Well, well that's really bad, okay? Because you were feeling bad when you kill this person, you're gonna kill someone, do it nicely. It's <laughs> the point, our country's got insane. Now, notice it's an act. It's something you're supposed to do. We used to be taught to give certain amounts of respect. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament law, uh, uh, they were taught to respect. They were very specific. Uh, we'll, we'll read this verse, uh, pop that up, whatever, in Leviticus 19.32. It said, stand in the presence of the aged, show respect for the elderly. All right? Now, this was a law. Now, a lot of times when people quote the Old Testament and they talk about the law, the Old Testament law, they kind of talk about it like, like it's a spiritual. They weren't spiritual laws. They were laws, literal laws. Like we have laws. We have federal laws, state laws, local laws and ordinances. You break the law, there are consequences. This, when, when, 
the Old Testament law was literally the laws of that nation. It was against the law for you not to stand up the minute an older person walked into the room. You should have all been on your feet as I entered this evening. <laughs> that was by law. So they taught, why? Respect. Now, I always encourage people. We can glean all kinds of information from the Old Testament, but easy with the Old Testament. Don't, don't. <laughs> if you can't make your case from the New Testament, shut up. All right? <laughs> Because people quote Old Testament, Christians quoting Old Testament things like, and debating stuff. You know, like, you know, are you for gay marriage? Well, the Bible says a man lies with another man, he should be put to death. Don't say stuff like that. That's what the Bible, yeah, it also said people who disobey their parents should be put to death. That'd knock off a whole bunch of you right there. <laughs> and it said anybody who uses God's name in vain should be put to death. That would wipe out the other half of you. Anybody who worked on Saturday should be put to, they were putting people to death all the time just for the sport of it. <laughs> now, we can make our case as Christians about moral or any standard. In Christianity, we don't kill people. All right? So not only quoting Old Testament stuff that's all out of way. Thank God we now live by the law of grace. And we don't kill people. Still means we stand for what's right and wrong. And I'm like, that's fine. But don't be whipping out these Old Testament laws and stuff like that. But anyway, this is part of the Old Testament law. They, they were trying to teach respect. Somebody old comes in the room, you stand up. I was reading this to my wife. She said she was taught that way as a kid. Whenever somebody old, they had to stand up right away. Now, I'm Puerto Rican. Now, we all stood up because by law, you had to kiss everybody whenever they walked into the room. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you kiss everybody. That's what you do. And then you go out and play. If you come in five minutes later, you got to kiss everybody all over again. Because now you've made another entry, all right? So we would play, and I ain't going back in there. You know what I'm saying? We stayed outside because we kept coming back. We got to kiss everybody all over again. But that was our version of respect. But, you know, we don't have that kind of respect today, right? I, mean, I got these beautiful six chubby-faced little monkeys called grandchildren. And, and I walk in, and, and they've got their faces in their iPads, all right? I say, hey, and they don't respond. And then their parents say, hey, say hi to your grandfather. Hi. You know, I mean, that's it. They don't even look up. Heaven forbid they take away from the iPad. But everybody's like that today. We've lost the art of respect. This is what's great about the series that, that Pastor Tim is doing. Talking about, we're supposed to do this for all kinds of people. Show proper respect. We're supposed to do it for politicians. So I don't like the politician. Well, it, it, it doesn't really matter. We're supposed to show respect. Look. Most politicians, in my opinion, should be in jail, okay? <laughs> but when they show up, we have to show them respect, right? But see, something's happening. In our dumbing down of the English language, we've actually changed the meaning. It doesn't even mean what it's supposed to mean, and we've added something to it, and it's feelings. It, it's, it, we've made it a f respect now. It was a form of feeling. I, I just don't feel I can respect you right now. Right? I don't feel I can respect that person. Uh, I, how many women have told me this? I, I, don't, I have a difficult time feeling I can respect my husband. Okay, so what? It has nothing to do with feeling. Everything in this country is feeling. Again, you got to kill people nicely and not in a bad way. Feeling, feeling, feeling. I don't feel I can respect. But respect, true 
respect has absolutely nothing to do with feelings at all. You might like a, a, a politician, you might dislike him. Irrelevant. You're supposed to treat them with a degree of respect. You know, some people liked Bill Clinton, some didn't like. You got to show respect. Some liked Bush, some didn't like. You got to show respect. Some liked Obama, some didn't like Obama. Got to show respect. This current one, I find him highly entertaining. I, 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 I love this guy, you know, for a variety of reasons. I, you know, we don't get into politics, but how do you not get entertained by this, you know, all right? But, you know, there's all kinds of people, all right, I can't respect him. You know, because they don't feel it, they don't agree. That's not what respect is, it's supposed to show respect. But no, we've got other idiot politicians disrespecting the other politicians, right? Using all kinds of nasty language and stuff like that, and especially, and listen, our church knows this. You guys know this. Celebration Church, we teach. I don't care if you're on the right, left. I don't care if you're a communist. I don't care what you are. You can come to church and worship God with us. Right? Because at the end of the day, ain't none of those guys got the answers anyway. All right? They're just fine. Now, everybody has to make their choices. Fine. But, but we don't care. I don't care. We don't talk about that uh, kind of stuff. But I got to tell you, people on the hard left today are going nuts. Mean, nasty, breaking things, threatening to cut off heads and kill us. And these are the people who've been yelling at us for the last 15 years that we're not tolerant. That's crazy, but it's, the rules change. Because I don't feel it. I don't want to feel. I don't like him. Well, I don't care what you like. You got to show some respect. Respect the office, if nothing else. But we've added all this feeling to it. So the question comes down to, well, how, how do I show respect in marriage, in my marriage? Because he asked me to talk about honor uh, in marriage. Well, again, you have to understand, respect is not something you feel, it's something you do. All right? How do we show respect? By doing it. You just do it. You don't have to feel it. You do it. Now we read these two verses about respect. First Peter 3, uh, Peter writes these words, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. And at the end of Ephesians 5, 33, everybody knows this one, and the wife must respect her husband. We're supposed to be respecting each other. It's something you do. It's not something you feel. All right? Now, sometimes it's easier to understand positive things which seem foreign to us by looking at negative versions which we are sadly much more familiar with. Does that make sense? Habla inglés? Okay. So, I don't know how to respect. Well, let's talk about disrespect. Don't disrespect each other. How do we disrespect each other in our relationships, particularly husbands and wives? Well, one of the things that we do, often that's very disrespectful, and usually this is a, is a male problem, is we ignore our wives. We don't listen. Now, I struggle with this. I'm Because I'm a terrible listener. I promise you, if you don't get to the point in 20 seconds when you're talking to me, <laughs> it's like the remote control goes off and I'm on another channel. I'm still looking at you. And I'm still smiling at you. And I'm still nodding my head. And the whole time I'm doing it, I'm thinking, I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> because I can't listen. I'm just terrible at it. You guys back home, you know. Talk to the pastor. Short sentences. 
Hello, Pastor. Yeah, okay. I mean, keep it short because I drift. So I got to work at it. My wife is constantly reminding me. Because it's insulting to ignore someone. Now, in my defense, and in the defense of men everywhere, women are very prone to just walk up and start talking. Even when we're doing something. I'm at a computer. I have limited comprehension listening anyway. I'm working. I'm thinking. I'm writing a chapter for my book. And she just comes up and starts, la, 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 and, and, and I don't even know she's there at first. I don't. And then there's like this subconscious little man in my brain that comes to, a, to part of my other brain and says, hey, your wife's here. And I go, who? Your wife. What do you mean? She's talking to you. No, she is. Yes, she is. Listen. Oh, there she is. She's talking. I have now missed five minutes of a conversation. I have no idea what she's talking about. All right. So it would be more helpful if, you know, excuse me, (laughs) before launching into conversations. I'm just saying. Help us. Help us help you. Okay. (laughs) Or the other thing. And I love her. She's a wonderful, crazy lady. She's the center of my heart, that crazy little redhead. But uh, she has very broken conversations. In other words, she'll be talking about something and then pick it up again an hour and a half later. (laughs) Have you experienced this? You have. It's not just us. I don't know what it is. It's a lady thing. I don't know. Bob Bob and Susie got a new house and they're having a problem with the shingles on their house. And I okay. Half an hour later. No, hour and a half later. Just say, well, maybe they just need to get some new shingles. <laughs> and I'll go, what? <laughs> new shingles? I was talking about Bob and Susie. <laughs> yeah, three days ago. I don't. <laughs> but I must do a better job. Pray for me. All right. Don't just ignore. Some people just intentionally ignore. Men sometimes intentionally ignore the wives. Don't do that. Well, I don't want to listen to her. Don't be a jerk. All right? Show some respect. Well, I don't feel like it. That's the problem, see? Why don't people do the right thing, today? Because we don't feel like it. We've been polluted by this nonsense of feelings. It doesn't matter what you feel like. Show some respect. Don't insult each other. That's disrespectful. Right? Always pointing out. You know, back and forth. My goodness, don't do that kind of stuff. You know, people. I hear people. I'm sure we've all heard people going out just insulting each other. Arguing's one thing. I'm all for arguing. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican, right? We argue just for the sport of arguing. But, but I'm not talking about arguing. I'm talking about just insulting, just nasty things to each other. Don't do that. That's disrespectful. Well, I feel that. I don't care what you feel. Stop it. You know, it's all those disrespectful, constantly pointing out deficiencies. Well, you didn't do that right. Well, why don't you do this? Well, why don't you do that? You don't do this right. You don't. Stop. Now, here's the thing. Everybody has deficiencies. And when you get married, it takes like two weeks to figure them all out. 
And here's the thing, they, they really don't go away. They're there all the time. So suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Quit whining about it, always pointing it out. Stop. <laughs> Again, in the defense of men, I'm a man, I'm sorry, I think manly ways. But a lot of women, they go crazy, not because their husband won't do something, but they won't do it exactly the way they want them to do it. Stop. Check your medication. Right? Now, you, now you girls, guys back home, you know, I've, I've talked to you about this. You know, a lot. Do you know women have way more health problems than men? Way more. Ironically, you live longer. I don't understand. One guy at my church said to me afterwards, the pastor, I know why men die earlier. I said, why? He says, we want to. No. But, this. <laughs> but just getting mad because he doesn't do it. Just, I, I hate the way he, he folds the towels. Well, then shut up and you do it. It's just that's how he rolls it in a ball. Why do you care? Stop getting so stressed out. Now, I told my church, look, we don't believe in drunkenness. But some of you could use a little, you know, once in a while. Just, just, I just, little medication, you know, to calm the soul or something. I don't know what to... Relax. I don't like the way he does this. I don't stop. Because I didn't go to change. That's what you don't understand. You actually live in this delusion. That it will change. It won't change. Stop. Just stop. What do I do? Live with it. Get content. He's a slob. Praise the Lord. You know what's disrespectful? Publicly correcting each other. Ooh. It's Ooh, yeah, yeah, I can hear the groans in the room right here. Right? Don't do that. Well, we were over at such and such, and there were like six motorcycles over there. No, no, Bob, there weren't six, there were three of them. Don't do that. There's no reason for that. You know, well, we were by the sea. No, Sally, wasn't by the seashore. We were by the mountains. Stop. That is disrespectful. You can work out the fine details of storytelling when you're by yourselves. Because I'll tell you, it makes everybody else really uncomfortable. Quit doing that. That's disrespect. Let's see, this whole thing of respect is really rather easy. Now, we've been talking about respect. We haven't even gotten to honor. Because look at the definition of honor. To regard someone with great respect. Well, man, I just take respect at this point. And worry about honor later. Because we don't even respect people today. But to honor, you do it with great respect. Respect is tough, yet we are called to honor. Pastor, how do we do that? I, I fail at this stuff. I, I can't do it. Sure you can. You do it, we do it as Christian people by asking the Holy Spirit to empower us. You see, what the Holy Spirit does is he takes our natural abilities and he makes them super natural 
Everybody say super. Yeah, supernatural. That we're supposed to be living supernatural lives. What does that mean? You can do only so much on your own. It's true. But as Christians, as you're allowing the Holy Spirit to come and praying God to empower you, you can now do your, your natural abilities become supernatural abilities. And now you are being your natural self on steroids. Yes, that's the power of it. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, none of us can do any of this stuff. We'll just struggle trying to kill people nicely, right? But supernatural, that changes everything. The Holy Spirit comes and it empowers us and God will help you. But I can't do it. Yes, you can. Look at Titus. Paul writes, for the grace of God, everybody likes grace, right? Everybody say grace. 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 The grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Woohoo! And it teaches. What teaches? Grace. Everyone say grace. grace. Grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age, he says. You don't have to die for this as work. I'll I'll, I'll get this right when I'm dead, praise the Lord. I'll go to heaven and I won't hate everybody. No, you got to not hate everybody now. And you can do it because that's what the grace of God does. Now, some people think grace today is just about permission to be a bum. You can live lousy. Well, Well, we believe in grace. That's not grace. Grace empowers us to be supernatural. It makes us to be able to say no to what's wrong and yes to what's right and to live in a way that we couldn't do on our own. That's the grace of God. You know, I, I, but this whole grace thing is a big deal. A lot of churches get a little crazy on this thing. You know, it just becomes it's a license to do anything you want. That's not what grace is. You know, every once in a while, I'll talk to a church and, and I'll mention, you know, men shouldn't be looking at porn, which, by the way, is highly disrespectful. You'd be gawking at some other bimbo. It's highly disrespectful to your wife. Stop it. Well, I can't. Yes, you can. Don't tell me you can't because the grace of God teaches us to say no and to empower us. But see, we pray the wrong prayers. People say, oh, pastor, I struggle with this. And I've been praying the Lord take away the feelings. You're praying the wrong prayer. The feelings will never go. God didn't give you those feelings. The Bible says when a man is tempted, he's drawn away of his own lust. All those icky things you feel, here's the bad news. That's you. That's the real you. It's your flesh. It's been poisoned by it. The only way God can stop the feelings is to kill you. You're going to feel this stuff until the day you die. The good news is we don't have to do what we feel. You might feel like being disrespectful. You don't have to be. You might feel like looking at inappropriate things. You don't have to. But we're convinced of it because everything in the world today is feelings. Well, if I feel like I don't do it, I can't control myself. Anyway, I talk this way and the pastors come up to me and say, oh, brother, I wish you wouldn't talk like that because, you know, we don't want people to feel bad. We believe in grace. What version of this? That's not grace. You know who doesn't feel bad? My church could answer this because I talk about this all the time. A psychopath. <laughs> Look up the definition to a psychopath. It's someone who never feels bad. They can take a cat and throw it in the microwave. Doesn't bother them at all. <laughs> they can run over an old lady across the street. 
they feel nothing. They feel nothing. They never feel bad. I don't think Jesus said, go into all the world and create psychopaths everywhere you go. I'm of the old fashioned opinion that if you do something lousy, you should feel lousy. It's called convicting of the Holy Spirit. It draws us to repentance. Why so many churches today are obsessed with not making people feel bad. I get condemnation. We're not talking about that. I'm just talking, if you do something bad, you should feel bad. That's why you should repent. But we've got millions of people today who do stuff bad. Christians and have been taught by grace people. They shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> They're little mini psychopaths all coming to churches. Dear God, help us all. Christ's grace is about empowering us to be supernatural. Look, this whole thing of treating people with respect that we don't want to, even if it's in our home, is hard. But the beauty is, if we will yield ourselves to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can do this. We can do this. We can love people. We can be kind to people. We can show kindness even to people who are not kind to us. Jesus said, if, if, if you're just nice to people who are nice to you, who cares? Right? If you're just good to people who are good to you, what do you think and do? Right? Well, it's easy for us to do that. Being nice to people who are pains in the butt. This is a challenge. But we can do this. Why? Because we have Christ in us. The hope of glory. And the spirit of God and the grace of God that enables us to live not just natural, under natural power, but under supernatural power. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and for your truth. Easier to talk about these things than to live them clearly, Lord. But God, help us to realize that we need to yield more to you. Help us to admit when we're wrong and help us not to be so consumed as our culture is about feelings. Lord, help us to show respect and to give honor in our homes, to our marriages, to our children, to all the people that we work with, in our churches. When there's people in our churches we disagree with, we can still show honor. Because it's something we do. It's, it's not something we feel. Lord, help it to be one of the most dramatic signs of people of faith is that we are incredibly respectful people. We give honor to whom honor is due. And no more importantly than in our homes and with that person we pledged our lives to. Forgive us for our failures. Forgive us when we make mistakes. And help us, Lord, not to yield so much on our own power to do right, but to live in the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that will empower us to supernaturally do what's right. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen.